0: Hey! Hello! Hi, and welcome to Reanimated. This is episode three hundred and twelve. It's the two thousand and twenty-two edition. Happy New Year! I'm Stuart, and joining me is the 12 Oh, sorry, the two thousand and twenty-twelve. The two thousand and twenty-two edition of H. A. Conrad is also on the pod. G'day!
1: Hello! Gosh, back in two thousand and twenty-twelve. 2012, 2012.
0: <laughs> What a great year to come! I mean, that's that's.
1: 2022 i don't know here we are Happy here,
0: indeed we are here um and uh, the last podcast I, I threw up was a little bit sparse i didn't actually put in the music or any images because i was just ready to go on vacation now I've, i'm vacationed i'm rested and ready i'm arnard uh so let's talk a little bit about some news what do you say
1: sure sure uh so we have a few items that we you know we' saving up a couple of things uh that came through over the break um Hope everybody's staying safe out there um, for this new wave of iteration or whatever you want to call it of Omicron. Um, But in, you know, in happier places, there's news about zombie things. Cool.
0: Um,
1: One is an article that is basically like, I don't, it it felt, I don't, I thought this was almost tongue in cheek at first when I read it, but it's not Um, somebody is like super into the walking dead universe and is like, Hell on you all for not liking any of this or something like just really, uh. It was a little weird of an. It was a strange article. What do you think?
0: So it's from Bleeding Cool, written by yeah. Ray Fluke, who has who his lead is like I've been covering, uh, Walking Dead uh, every Sunday for the past eighty-seven Sundays, which it was awesome. like a year and a half, uh, straight. Which is like that's the world we live in right now, where there is that much Walking Dead out there. Clearly, we're still right. talking about it. And it feels like we, we try to get something in there every so often. It isn't Walking Dead, but it's getting more difficult. Right. Uh, and so this person, Ray, is like, hey, you know, it's it's the first time I haven't had a Walking Dead show to review. And how does that make me feel? Um, and it turns out Ray is a little more um, optimistic or, or forgiving of some of the, the twists and turns that H. A. and I have been talking about from Fear the Walking Dead and the and the World Beyond that we're talking about.
1: Well, right I would also say Ray feels a little empty inside that they're not rec- covering, uh, covering this. But anyway, uh, very complimentary, really into it. And you know what? I'm cool with that. If you're into it, that's I have no issue with that. I think that's fine. Um, but, you know, I just I think my biggest thing with a few of these is just there's such a possibility of it being better. Um, and that has definitely been my assessment of world beyond, but um, we can, and, and today's review will be no exception to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but um, before we get to that, uh, talking a little bit more about, um, you know, walking the <laughs> side, we've got an article about Angela, our lovely Angela Kane, getting potentially getting a new job, which, you know, look, she, I think she is just a fantastic um producer showrunner um everything and I, I mean i think that she's been sought after for like a multitude of projects and so this isn't really news but basically considering
0: yeah she's been on the walking dead since season two also she yeah. she has grown up into a full-fledged executive producer slash you know showrunner so yeah she's definitely ready to do other things of course she's staying in the amc universe she's not yeah she's not leaving that that uh sandbox but Uh, It's kind of an interesting project that she got picked uh, picked up to do. Have you heard of this um, novel? I hadn't hadn't
1: until I saw this. So I'd be definitely willing to check it out. Uh, Obviously, I'm a huge fan of hers. And um, I know a lot of people had some criticism about some of the things she did, but I think she is just an extraordinary person like force of nature in this, in this kind of world. And I would love to see what she has to, what she can do with other stuff besides walking dead. I think it's high time. Um, And again, she, it's not like she's just, she's done a lot of different things, but she's just been very like ensconced in, in the walking dead universe. So it'll be cool to see her uh, spread her wings a little bit and do something different. So I'm psyched for it. Um, And what do you think?
0: So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see. I was kind of wondering, toying with the idea of picking up this book by Rebecca Roanhorse, Black Sun, uh, which is it's a fantasy novel. So it kind of so that, I, that hits I my buttons. I feel
1: like um, I feel like there was another um, there was another if it, maybe it's the same. Um, um, it's the, Is it the same book series? Because I feel like I read another book of hers that had a similar theme. Um, maybe it's not in the same universe, but she's, she's kind of fun. She does some,
0: it seems like she has uh, two or three in this universe.
1: Yeah. Black sun is
0: also an extremely popular or common name for projects. There was a whole black sun, Dungeons and Dragons type spinoff world in the mid nineties.
1: Oh, okay. So what I'm thinking of, um, she has a series called the sixth world series, which was kind of fun um so trail of lightning and storm of Locust are the two books out of that series and i thought that it was kind of wrapped up so maybe maybe it's continuing but anyway she's a great writer she's a great uh, like fantasy um sci-fi writer so i'm uh, now i'm even more psyched to see this it's cool um anyway <laughs> so that's my two cents about rebecca roanhorse okay. um
0: yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see what comes of it it won't be it won't be dean um it won't be zombies. I'm sorry. It was Dark Sun was the D&D property. Black Sun, I think, is the name of like a, a, a band of baddies from the Star Wars universe. Uh, either way, it'll be interesting to see. And Angela Kang, I mean, they, she, she's going to do a great, great work with that. Um, another AMC property that would have been interesting if Angela Kang had been involved in this, but this is out now, uh, is Firebite. Have hmm. you seen anything about this?
1: No, uh I, I saw well, of course, I'm their target audience. So I saw a couple of like teasers like our trailer like saying, Oh, you might like to watch this. So and clearly I am that target audience. So I am interested in seeing it. So maybe we should review that as the next thing just to get us uh oh yeah, cleanse the palate from Walking Dead.
0: I mean it, there's that, there's a hundred other things too. Oh, but I yeah. Know. Uh so this is a vampire uh story in, in, set in the Australian Outback. Um But yeah, that's 100% something that we are interested in. So Firebite, here we come. Uh, It's on AMC Plus and we will, uh, well, we are inveterate subscribers to that because of uh, The Walking Dead. So you're welcome, AMC. (laughs) Uh, And then this trailer that dropped, well, I don't know when it dropped. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's another, what is going on with Korea? Seriously.
1: I don't know, but but I like what they're doing. So Um, uh, all
0: of us are doing it. Is an adapted adaptation of a web comic um, that was is kind of to me to me it reminded me of uh, High School of the Dead just because of the premise, but I haven't read either of them really in great detail. So uh, a trailer has dropped. This is coming out January twenty eighth, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. So later this month, um, based on this web su- webtoon, which was like now at our school, and it's uh, which is way it was published like way back in tr- two thousand nine and then again in 2011 so um it's but it, the it looks really great um and the trailer is awesome so i recommend people check it out and get excited about it and we won't have too much long to, longer to wait to to basically see it um but um i'm pretty i'm pretty excited and you know the it looks like a pretty slick series at this point so south korea keep keep putting this out and you know, maybe we'll get another kingdom installment at some point <laughs> as well. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, we're, we're set up for a real uh, battle between yeah. Ashen and the, the prince, right? Or the crown prince. Yep. Or is yep. he the king now? I forget. Um, so I think, yes, I am uh, eagerly anticipating season three of Kingdom. Um, and then also on the, the Korean uh, topic, over the the couple of weeks break that we took here, I had the opportunity to watch another new Korean series that just came out on Netflix. It's not zombie related, hmm. um, called Silent Sea. Um, and it's a sci-fi, although it has some monster stuff in it. It's kind of yeah, it was pretty good. It had it wasn't perfect, but it was I was just like, God damn, South Korea, man. They just they just keep s- slamming them.
1: Well, I think the interesting thing about it is now they definitely have, I mean, they have the budgets, they have the talent, um, they've got the special effects shop set up there. Um, So I think we're probably just going to see, I mean, you and I talked about this um, the last time I think we talked about um, The Kingdom, which is that, um, and Train to Busan, and this is definitely a Community that is growing, and I think we're going to continue to see amazing content coming out of there. Um, and it's honestly just pretty awesome <laughs> because it's really uh, just very polished, um, interesting stories, interesting films. So, I'm and and I'm just uh, I'm all on board, and I think if it gets uh, the competition going, then all the better, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm starting to recognize more uh, more Korean actors too. Like, too, yep. Uh Gong Gong Yu is a very recognizable dude. I think he was in Train to Busan. I think he was the main businessman dad, business mm. dad in uh, in Train to Busan. He was also in Squid Game. And uh, there's a dude called Mr. Kim in Silent Sea who was also in Squid Game. And mm. Bay Duna, uh, who is from Things like, oh my gosh, what's the name of that show she did where she was speaking English? She was in. It's gone. It's gone from my head. Uh Sensate, I think is what it was called. Actually.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She was in that. Um, but I'm starting to recognize more more of these uh, actors who are kind of like, you know, circulating through this premiere or prestige Korean TV and, and streaming projects. It's it's super cool. But was
1: it wasn't she always Beiduna was also in the host, no? She was in Host, bon like the one of the first like ones, your feature one.
0: She's the most recognizable Korean actress to me, uh, so I don't know. She was in Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, she was in the host.
1: Yeah, and so, Kingdom because she's um, the
0: she's the nurse in Kingdom. Der. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, I'm seeing a lot of the I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces, and that's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, anything else you've been watching over the break? I have not. I've been. Kind of taking a little bit. I mean, you know, other than watching some new films. Oh, we did watch um, Matrix Resurrection. I don't know that. You yeah, did. I'm about
0: uh, 30% of the way into it. It's it's different. I kind of I'm kind of enjoying it so far. I like the fact that there's this whole video game element to it. But I think that well, to me, that speaks to me. So I don't know if it's working for everybody, but right now I'm liking it. And like I said, I'm only about a third of the way in. All
1: right. I won't spoil anything for you, but we can recap and chat about it when you're done when you're finished with it yeah um,
0: uh, and then i also watched book of boba fett um on the plane oh
1: yesterday. you know what we watched that too and it was uh, i don't know
0: <laughs> not 100 percent
1: not 100 but
0: i uh you know anything with ming na wen i'm gonna enjoy <laughs> i don't know why uh yeah very well, She's
1: incredible she's incredible, incredible but you know I would really just enjoy more of her <laughs> versus anybody else. But that's just me. You
0: not um, you're not digging on uh, Temuera uh, uh, Morrison's performance so far. or No,
1: I think it's terrible, but
0: oh.
1: yeah. but we but it's one episode. So you got to kind of. Yeah. Give it a shot. Give if, it a
0: shot. He hasn't had that many. You know, he hasn't had time to really flesh out that character uh, other than a couple of episodes of Mandalorian that he was in. Um, yeah. But it's a cool story. It's a cool backstory. It's cool. It's a super cool premise. It is loaded with potential.
1: It Um, is. It is. And so I will give it. I'll give it credit where credit's due. So anyway, and I, you know, um,
0: spoilers for that episode. But Gamorians finally get their time to shine.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Um, But we also finished out Hawkeye, which I really enjoyed. uh, Oh yeah, that was awesome. I enjoyed it thoroughly as a as a you know
0: that's the superhero show for old folks like us
1: it is but i would love to see more of it i just thought that was fun um so yeah um all right was there anything else anything else i don't remember there was something else we watched but it's just all flowing out of my mind speaking of old folks um (laughs) But in the, do you want to jump into our recap?
0: I guess we'll have to eventually. Um, I know we've
1: been procrastinating deliberately, but well, the, we I had a little bit of news it. to catch
0: up on. But yeah, so today we're talking about episode seven and eight of World Beyond. That's Blood and Lies, directed by Lily Maria and written by Sinead Daly. And then Returning Point, uh, also directed by Lily Maria and uh, written by Eddie Guzalian. And... These pick up right where we left off. Uh, Silas had been arrested at the end of the last episode. Um, They had stolen that vial from the cold storage and started to do, you know, and found those uh, Excel spreadsheets that proved without a shadow of a doubt that the CRM had uh, blown up Omaha, right? Uh, And I think that was kind of where we were.
1: Yeah. um, And I guess... The the overarching theme I have, and probably my biggest criticism of these episodes, is that um, especially with um Jadis, um there is and with other characters too, and they they kind of pull this this theme a lot. It's like they're banking on or trying to sort of create attention about who knows what. Who doesn't know what? And it's supposed to be this very intriguing thing. Um, but it's sort of like they, I don't know, they pull their punches about who knows what, when, and how much sort of information intelligence Jadis has. Um, yeah. In both like, of these episodes. And so yeah. even with, and, 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 you know, seeing, we've seen Jadis in action. We don't, I mean, believe it's been a while, but at least how they're presenting her here. Um, we know that she is not somebody that. She she is not somebody that is truly a risk taker in terms of like anything that could put her current position in jeopardy. She's definitely just going to come down hard. And so, for example, I mean, it was a funny scene between her and Silas, but I just didn't fully believe that she would let Silas go. Um, I don't know. what What did you think about that? Like, so basically they catch Silas at the detritus depot or whatever. And he plays it very cool. I thought he did a good job at acting like, oh, I was just lost.
0: Almost unbelievably good, right?
1: Yeah. And with her specifically, I thought he did a good job. But she's so suspicious and so weird that I just don't know that I buy... That she would let him go um but she, maybe that's... like the way
0: that pollyanna mcintosh is playing her and like i said i think the last time when she had that conversation with huck and it's a little too much of this like camera yeah. focused on jadis's face looking giving knowing glances all the time as she's delivering her dialogue and i'm just like yeah you want us to think that she knows way more than she's saying but then she also seems to believe Huck's bs in some some scenes where you're just like, that doesn't make any sense right especially in the sec- in the eighth episode where Huck just murders a guy <laughs> and then spins some bs and and Janus is like yes and I and and furthermore we should now attack someone else. it's just like yeah what?
1: yeah it doesn't it like it doesn't wash basically so and I found it really jarring because I think that it could be a useful tool um in terms of. Her putting different things together. And look, you could I mean, I guess you could make the argument that she's using Huck and doesn't really believe Huck, but I don't buy that. Like they just kind of flip it back and forth all the time. Um, Everything seems to be a test. And maybe that's deliberate that you're just sort of questioning whatever she's doing. But I just felt like it was a little beyond belief. Like if she has the ability to bug a lab where she's hearing everything is bugged, surely. Yeah, like so. If she's got that ability, then all their plans yeah. are are like would be for naught. And, and like the,
0: the way they they drop the the fact that that lab is bugged is pretty subtle.
1: It <laughs> is, but even so, we, we as the audience realize that the lab is bugged and that. Yeah. this this is a person who has access to all of that stuff, in which case their entire rebellion, their entire plan.
0: Yeah. Cause the girls, there's a whole bunch of minutes that aren't even accounted for of the two sisters hashing out their differences in that lab. Yeah.
1: And not to mention that. Okay. They uh, basically, the two sisters go with Lila and she shows them (laughs) their nefarious plans or the, whatever the, the project is and there's cameras everywhere. So, so it's not like they don't, it's not like Jadis and her team don't see that the girls were there. Um, So there's just so much going on that feels a little bit implausible. If this is this well-oiled intelligence and military operation, I just don't believe any, and and like, and let's just say, um, you know, Hope, uh, especially their dad, um, Felix, all of them, are kind of doing this like very open planning or at least I don't know, like it just doesn't like their whole thing is that, okay, they find out this plan. Lila quote unquote tries to come clean to, to Jadis and then is, you know, taken out of the way because Dr. Barrett can be, or Bennett rather, can um, be now her replacement. And it just, it just feels very tenuous. Oh, that I don't was know.
0: yeah. That was a uh, that was not the smartest move. I mean, even if they have, like, I think they've made comments on this show from Kubleck, Like, we've got tons of geniuses. Even if they do getting rid of the only person working on this one project, apparently, Lila maybe has an assistant who's in one scene. Right, but, but she otherwise, has she's, she seems to be I the think, only yeah. person. Yeah, they need some yeah. continuity. And you, just because you say to Leo, by the way, I've been working on a way to make reanimation take longer. He doesn't understand like what no. that means in the scheme of what research she's been doing. Right. So you can't just kill her off. That is, that was super, that was way too convenient. And I kind of wanted Lila to be able to kick ass too, And it, it, she just doesn't even try. It was kind of sad.
1: Yeah. I also wanted that. And I, I had kind
0: of come around on her, even though I was totally expecting her to flip and, and yeah. to portray them. In fact, when she told the girls to wait in her secret lab for a few minutes before, yeah, I, I was like, oh, yeah, she, now she goes and gets the guard and this yes. is how that works. But I, I wonder if she knew that the lab was bugged, in fact.
1: Yeah. Um, And in any case, like so this is sort of rounding up, you know, the big stuff, which is like it's tying up some loose ends. So we've got both their whole thing where they know that Omaha and the colony, the campus colony we were taken out by this chlorine gas with something added to it, which we now know is something that Lila had added to it. Um, we also know that Lila was aware that they were going to do this, but not why, and really going against her scientific principles. Um, and, you know, this is at least there is some sort of o- ownership that she knew this, the other scientists didn't. Like this has been something that she and for a sister and whoever have been doing in the dark with nobody else being aware of it.
0: Well, Dr. Abbott, poor Dr. Well, yeah, Abbott, apparently knew him about it. Yeah. Um,
1: because he raised concerns. And, you know, so so you can have some of that where it does make a little bit of sense once Dr. Bennett actually goes to plead with the other scientists. But the problem is, is that look, all these people have been kept safe. Um, this is new information to them. I've really got to believe that somebody's going to freak out and like go and tell Jadis or go and tell the guard um, something like that. So that was a little to me kind of crazy. He's like, oh, are you in or out? And then um, similarly, like Hope figures out that what's his face? What is the kid's name? I know he's Mason. Gonna...
0: I think that's in the next episode.
1: It is. But I'm just saying, like, as oh. a theme for both of these, like it just it's sort of like okay you're you're sort of trusting people that you don't know that you should trust and then at least mason is a sign or is also like into scientific things so they're instead you're not telling him anything or you're telling him very limited amount of things i don't know it seems to me that they very much like it's either all or nothing with who they trust and it doesn't make any sense um, well you
0: think they're trusting mason too much because he's he is tied up
1: no, no, no. I think that they're not like maybe talk to him about what's happening and you might be able to get him to come over to your yeah, side. Right? I, I
0: I don't have a problem with really the way that that story is going because they he had no idea what they were up up, up to. He is probably he is completely propagandized by his, you know, and, and indoctrinated by his upbringing. So it's going to take a lot of showing rather than telling to get him to come around. And I think they are going to have to keep him tied up until He sees enough to to have his mind be changed.
1: Maybe, but I also think that with some of the scientists that they've got going on. So, yeah.
0: And they do have like 40 scientists. And when I, and I know we're talking about the episode eight, but when I saw that like gaggle of scientists going down the hallway with Dr. Bennett, I was just like, oh, they're all going to die.
1: Yeah. So far, they're
0: still alive though, which is honestly uh, kind of a surprise, but.
1: Right. And then you've got the other storyline. You've got, You know, Indira's people um, and they're they're all sort of I mean, I think that the one thing that's it suffers a bit is because they're trying to tell all these stories at once. And we've mentioned that before, like how they kind of flip back and forth. Um, And so the timeline of it is a little clunky. Um, But, you know, Indira's son has died. um, And so they're his name's Dev, by the way. No, oh, Dev. Sorry, Dev.
0: Yeah, we we you know. I'm just saying because we had no idea what his name was, uh, right. for several episodes.
1: Um, but you know, she comes clean about her whole deal with the colonel. Um, and you know, agree like basically is just like okay, like we're all gonna um escape or we're gonna do right now, and we're not, you know, I'll step down from leadership. Well, not um, do
0: right, but we're gonna run away. Is is yeah. the plan? And that's probably makes sense, but also like she's, she's like, yep. Je- Dev was killed because he trespassed a- against the, the CR. We, that has not been a, an established sort of thing. We, I don't think we knew that they weren't allowed to go close to the uh, research facility.
1: No, I don't think so. Uh,
0: it, and, and what's another funny thing about the, the way that they've set up that artist commune is they keep referring to their walls, but have never shown them. Right. We noticed this like uh, the first time we get well, the first time Kublai goes there, she's like, I noticed your walls have been damaged. And I think that when they're going in there on the cart, they're like, you know, a storm knocked on our walls recently. But we've uh, most of the zombies that uh, got in. We managed to mop up. But it's one of these like weird production cheap things where they're just talking about walls that we never get to see,
1: which
0: I think is kind of lame Yeah, uh, because also the walls, if there are these walls are nowhere near the set (laughs) where where these houses are. And, you know, this barn and these other, these other structures that we see more of this episode, it's like, well, okay. I mean, I I get it. That's probably expensive to build a set with walls when you can just build when you can just take over some huts in a in a you know glen and and call it a commune or call it a, a zombie survival village. But I found I find that to be because they keep referring to the walls that aren't there. They, right. like, but it, you know like, what they
1: do show and what they talk about a lot is that weird sculpture.
0: The art. Uh, yeah, they've shown that one that one by the Haitian artist like three times, Verite. Uh, they show that globe, this one, and then yeah, they're really all about how these guys are art artists. And that's kind of an interesting thing, because Jadis, when she's talking to Indira later in, in episode eight, she's like, I used to be like you, an artist, but artists all
1: mm-hmm. die. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We Jadis get- actually has a couple yeah. of
0: funny lines in these two episodes. Also, Silas refers to the culling station as living in a junkyard. And she's yeah. like, oh, you say that like it's a bad thing. I was like, oh, good one, Jadis. You used to live in a junkyard.
1: Yeah. And labor. I mean, her interactions with Silas are pretty funny. Um, but again, these big feet her, his clomper. So she told us just funny. Um, I mean,
0: it's funny, but it's also threatening. That's the weird thing. I mean, sure. Yeah. She's just all, you're like, yeah, you're smiling right now with your teeth, but everything else is, is saying uh, you should not be in a room with you right now.
1: Right. And again, as I said, it just seems a little bit, I don't believe some of the things that she does unless they're part of some bigger plan, which it clearly is not. So there's, you know, Silas has eventually taken Back to the, you know, the yeah. station by Huck's it's, husband.
0: It is weird that he gets released into Dennis's care. Dennis and Jadis clearly have some history. She probably knows about his great sin. Mm-hmm. And yet they're, you know, he's being trusted hundred percent with molding these young minds. He's the only adult.
1: Right. It feels so- like they
0: have enough people to to staff some of these jobs a little better, like Belshaw's job and Dennis's right. job could have a little more a couple more people in them. I mean, of course, that's expensive and unnecessary in a production. But it does feel then just a little bit like, oh, OK.
1: No, I thought the same thing, because he's got all his access to all these younger kids who are pretty impressionable and vulnerable. So it seems a little weird that they would trust him with them.
0: It turns out later he also has access to a bunch of guns and ammo.
1: Right, right. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, I like I do like the idea that um, this group is going to kind of try like they don't have a lot going for them, but there is like a bit of a self-sacrifice thing, which is like, look, we need to take out this facility. Um, we need to stop them from doing this to another colony and. Um, and you know, and, and I do think that if they had played it right, I just don't think it makes sense that they would actually be able to do what they do given Jadis's knowledge and given her, I don't know, like like the her her group is everywhere, even with Indira's people, like they go to take them out and then I don't know, like it's the longest pause between <laughs> taking them out and yep. like and then suddenly one dude with a pistol is gonna stop them it
0: was three dudes with pistols but yeah it okay, was absurd but
1: it was only one at first and then it's just I don't know yeah um, it's like
0: um ready aim and then yeah like you said a 30 second pause <laughs> and these people have never shown themselves to be slow at shooting stuff right they're they're really good at firing lines in fact we see them sh- shoot zombies in a in a modified firing line in the very first episode and they take about one second to do it. Uh, So it is absurd that they would have waited this long. It's a very, very much the Western um, public hanging scene where they shoot the rope or something. silly.
1: Right. And I mean, look, the other piece of this whole sort of plot line, the whole storyline is the same issue that I had from the beginning. Like I get that the, the CR, I get that they are trying to like somehow take power and not have like a citizenship. They really want a militaristic um, power, but If this is the world and they have so few survivors, it still doesn't make sense to me that they would take out over 100,000 people and then have a plan to take out like 80 or 90,000 more, given how small the the human population is and given how they claim to value like brain power and talent, you know, amongst those 87,000 or 100,000 people that they are talking about exterminating or that they did exterminate and then you know, are going to sort of carry this out again. There's got to be other people to help them with this problem with their ultimate goal. So this is the part. I don't know if you've like thought about this. I mean, this was the part I just kept coming back to as like, this just doesn't make any sense. No, they still (laughs) have
0: not answered the why question to anybody's satisfaction. At least they, nobody should be satisfied with this response. Like that. They don't want it to be a alliance anymore. They just want it to be the CR by itself. Like, like you've said, there are the um, there's the assets in each of these populations that they must see, like people are uh, are assets, as Negan always used to say, right, or still probably does. Not only that, but trade. We don't know where the CR is, but, you know, there's they can get different stuff from Omaha as they can from Portland. To And and the CR presumably has access to its own natural resources that all these places need to be trading. And if you right. just kill them all off, you're going to be crippling yourself in some way or another.
1: Well, and not just even that, but like the the human power you would need to keep, um, you know, the the food chain going and to keep um, crops going and to do all, you know, and, and they have their own resources to be able to do some of this stuff. Like it just doesn't make a ton of sense to wipe that out because how are you going to keep your, your systems going? Um, unless there's something that I'm really missing. Um, and even if you could power grab it and take over some of their resources, you're not going to be able to keep um, sort of the valuable things that they have going. Cause you just don't have the people to work the fields or work the work, whatever you need in order to keep that, that supply chain going. Um, So that's the part that just kept coming back to that and being like, this is weird. And then in terms of what they're doing in this research facility, like one would have to imagine that you would in some way need to have more than just one scientist on board with what you're doing, the bigger kind of creepier plot and that there has to be a bigger payoff than even what Lila is saying. Yeah. Like, you know, I know that you're trying to figure out a way so that they don't come back to life. That's sort of your your end goal.
0: Is it even that? I think it's really just, well, I mean, probably that is her end goal, but she's just trying to delay. This is one of the things that I found to be quite interesting and a little disappointing was Lila's research is to delay the time of reanimation or imp- maybe just stop it entirely. This is a thing that you and I have talked about a lot throughout this show, the series, the franchise how much variability there is in the time to reanimation. It's never been actually like Rick and, you know, Rick and Daryl have never sat across a campfire and gone. You notice how weird, like different people turn at different rates all the time. I guess actually somebody has talked about this, haven't they?
1: Well, Jadis does make, you know, she makes a comment about it when she's talking about it. It was like, oh, it's in Fear the the Walking
0: Dead. It's freaking Troy is doing experiments based on height and weight. Mm-hmm. that's like the only time I feel like I think that's the only time I've seen anybody addressing this Yeah, because he's just like writing all their, na- all their details down in a book and then shooting them. Right. 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 Um, but otherwise you don't see a lot of people talking about like, wow, did you notice how uh, Andrea's sister took all night to reanimate? And then that guy that, uh, oh, freaking June was giving a CPR yep. to turned in two seconds. Yep. Um. So it's, there's always been a, a wide chasm there in terms of when you might expect somebody to turn. Uh, and that's not addressed here in Lila's, uh, you know, talking about her her research either. She's not like, look, some people turn after yada yada hours and they're like, oh, eight hours is such a huge deal. But again, I think of um, Amy, I think is her yeah. name, Andrea's yeah. sister. Uh, and I just want the show to acknowledge some of this stuff that people who have been even a little bit paying attention like us are, are already asking questions about. And if they're going to make it a scientific um, experiment, there should be some real thinking behind it from the researchers.
1: Right. So anyway, my my that's exactly right. And so I just think that in terms of a plot line, I just wish they had tightened it up a little bit like more of a reason, more of a reason why she's looking for it. Maybe she found something that's able to stop the reanimation totally. Or, I mean, she said she'd been working with like an algae, which was the additive to the chlorine and whatever. Um, But even then it just feels like this is a strange way to go about it and a strange way to find it. Um, But, and then, and then to not have any of these other scientists on board and then suddenly they're totally on board with dr bennett's plan of escaping this military even though they've seen all the power of it i i have to feel like there is at least one coward in there
0: who would similar, turn on him yeah
1: yeah similar, similar to, to
0: belshaw
1: right because belshaw's like you know
0: um <laughs> yeah I, that was like the curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal sort of moment um i i, I was like yep yeah, that that checks out
1: yep yeah, that's fine um So, yeah, so I just think um, they've got and this is the other thing. It's like they've got a plan, but then they have to basically their plan is that they're going to destroy, I guess, the chlorine.
0: They're going to use the chlorine to destroy the facility. Right. By, I guess, just killing everybody there.
1: Right. And then um...
0: including all those other kids that Hope is in class with except for Mason Right. Just I mean it maybe. I don't know. Maybe they have a plan for getting everybody out since the evacuation drill is happening. But I right. feels a little bit like uh yeah, and Iris Iris's whole thing continues to just be kind of dissatisfying for me, unsatisfying rather. Um, she's just still all like you can't do things unilaterally, and hope calls her on it. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. glad at least that the in the show they're like addressing some of the issues with Iris's yeah, single-minded approach to being quote unquote at war with the CRM, even though that's absurd. Uh, it's yeah. And, and you kind of, you talked about this earlier, but Jadis um, makes a couple of le- leaps of logic, even though she's super paranoid and the show does do a good job of showing like how paranoid she is and how she's always thinking about, you know, what we could do next to, uh, to, to, crush this problem or the kilt just cut out the rot as, as it is she in the interview in the interrogation with leo he uses the wrong tense of the verb love and she's mm-hmm. like well clearly you're the conspirator <laughs> i know and Huck, it's
1: like what yeah
0: hook asks, asks this question like wow it sounds like you really loved lila and he goes yeah i guess i did love i guess i did and and then they're like oh you use the past tense But Huck's question was in the past tense. So I'm like, you know, it's not that much of a leap to use the same tense as the uh, in the answer as was used in the question, Uh, especially when you're stressed out. But Jadis takes that as like, that's it. Round them all up. Uh, and then basically kills Lila based on that and the fact that her zombie does reanimate. And she's disappointed in her,
1: yeah, and, then, and I yeah. mean, the thing, as I said, Dr. Bennett just continues to disappoint, but yeah, he's not crazy. My, my thought was like, well, she wasn't getting all my daughters, or like that was like a hard thing. So we're regrouping. There was like so many things he could have <laughs> said to cover, yeah, but didn't. And, you know, there's just like, I don't know. And then the the whole Huck as a double agent and how many people don't trust her. I mean, she's not not a good
0: double agent. I mean, she's been a double agent before, um, but this time she's not as good of an actor.
1: No. And her face gives like everything away. And I mean, we've got I don't know. And we've got her her weird sort of interaction with Percy and then her interaction with Silas and then her interaction with her husband and Jadis and like, basically, she's kind of trying to convince all these people she betrayed that she's trustworthy. And then she's trying to convince Jadis as well that who she's actually betraying or the, you know, the CR that she's trustworthy. And she's just not yeah. it doesn't feel like she's good at it. And again, I just keep feeling like Jadis would have been tracking her, keeping a ve- her on a very tight leash.
0: Jadis jumps um, to these conclusions, too. And I, and I feel like Huck has given her enough rope to hang her. Yeah. Um, and, and another one of these leaps that Jadis makes in one of these in episode eight is she holds up a printout. She's like, or no, she gives a, a dossier to Huck. She's like, look at this. Power and water usage in the labs have decreased. I'm going to go hurt Leo's daughters to make him pay for his betrayal. I'm like, what? 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 Right. <laughs> huh? It's
1: pretty odd. Yeah. Um, and so I just, you know, again, I don't think it would have taken a lot to make this a little bit more plausible and to kind of like use some of the intelligence that Jada's basically has like, Hey, I bugged the lab and I heard them conspiring, <laughs> you know, like that might've made more sense to me since she's already proven that she bugged Lila's lab. So why not? Um, yeah. And just some obvious things here. And, you know, and the fact
0: that Huck is able to bail like every time they're about to co- actually, I guess the first time it was Lila saying they're coming for you. Right. But the second time Huck is conveniently given the opportunity to make radio calls to her co conspirators right. on an unmonitored net. And it's just, there's, there's a lot here that's happening that's just convenient. And especially when she murders Brody.
1: Right. That now, was just. Mm.
0: And she shoots him in the head and then is like, he was the traitor or he was, a, he was a bad guy and he was just spinning BS. And Jadis doesn't say, so then we interrogate him. Right. She, goes, she just does that thing where she agrees and she's like, yeah, now we have to go and kill Indira it's just yeah
1: and i thought I, honestly what i thought she was doing was like spinning enough like I, again i thought she had like bugged the office or something and had heard huck's like interaction with the guy i thought that's where they were going with it but no she she like she believes huck to some extent and then i mean i think she's always testing huck because like with the whole interaction with indira like yeah. on the walkie once again walkies he's just a dumb tool um and you know, I think she's trying to see what Huck will do. And similarly, she was doing the same thing when she releases the walker on Lila. Um, she's just seeing if Huck will do something and sort of show her hand. And Huck keeps a pretty good poker face, at least in that.
0: I mean, in ter- if but, if she really wants to test Huck, it's not like oh, get Lila killed. Huck doesn't care about Lila.
1: No, it's like get her husband killed or something. Like
0: if it was a real test, Huck cares yeah.
1: about or the girls or something. So. I'm- Anyway, like I, I am really looking forward to the series ending. Um, uh, what do you
0: think about the final shootouts? I know you've, you've made your um, opposition clear to the fact that these like ten soldiers with uh, with you know machine guns would not be able to be overrun by three pistol wielding, uh, well, two two basically a newbie and a half and and yep. Silas, yep, and then Indira picks up a, an M sixteen seems to be pretty capable with it. But uh, what I did like was that the artist colony we're getting wiped out Like <laughs> three yes. or four of them were killed. Uh, yep. Dennis actually kills like six of the CRM in a really smart way. He, he makes a call on the radio using their own protocols yep. and has and them all clustered together. And then he throws a grenade and, uh, and blows them up. But it turns out he's been shot. I think that wound does not look very serious. So I have, I think he'll be making a full recovery, especially based on Percy's um, bullet wound, which I think was closer to his lungs.
1: Right. I don't know. You never know. Um, I agree. I, I think they're going to keep him alive for at least a little bit. You have to have a long enough thing for him and Huck to have some kind of interaction. So. Some kind of closure. Yep. So it maybe it'll be okay for, for a little while. Um,
0: And Nadira has to die too. There's a lot of people who are going to die yeah. on this cast uh, before yeah. this show ends or they'll keep him alive and spin them into the Rick Grimes movie um, and we'll maybe. see. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Um, I think I think Jadis is going to stay alive, though, without question.
0: Without so. question.
1: I don't know without question, but you have to have her. I feel like they need her to have a confrontation with Rick or maybe they'll retrofit that in, I suppose.
0: I um, have a feeling Julia Ormond is going to be our point of continuity for, for the for CR. The I think maybe they took her off the show just to give her enough screen time to make you be like, OK, yeah, she's a mover and shaker. And she has a um, connection with, you know, Annette Mahendru or uh, Huck.
1: Oh true. So, so I, think, I think I think
0: Jadis could potentially die. be she could be going. She down could
1: be cannon fodder. It. All right. Because there's well, only I'll
0: there's be- only two other there's only one other named CRM person, and it's that woman, Price, I think her name is, or something like yep. that. Um, she's definitely gonna die. They're probably gonna shoot out with Huck because yep. she and Huck have been set up as like
1: as enemies. As
0: you know, whatever. Like they didn't even know each other before. <laughs> but yeah. now they're enemies yeah, it's her or and Jadis and then a couple, a bunch of uh, you know, minions. So, so they have to be a couple people from CR who, uh, who are going to die.
1: All right. Well, I guess, uh, we will wrap up next time. Anything else to add?
0: No. Um, any other projections, uh, of good guys who are going to die? Felix.
1: Um, I think, I think, um, Indira. I also think Felix's boyfriend, Will potentially Felix, but I feel like Felix uh, is boyfriend.
0: I think Felix is uh, Will has to die, and Indira have to die, and I'm gonna go out there and say Asha should probably die. And I don't. I, I'm gonna hurt myself later for saying this, but Elton, all for participating in that horrible slow mo, Dev is dead scene that happened in uh, episode seven. It was yeah. it was so painful to watch. Just, yeah, that's
1: pretty uh, it was oh. like
0: sad piano music, wind chimes in the in the background, slowly banging into each other, and a lot of sad crying faces in slow. There motion. was,
1: I don't know, like you really think they would kill off Elton?
0: No, they never would. I was just saying that because you know he got cast in that scene that he deserves it was pretty bad. They all deserve to go. Uh, but no, Elton has to live forever.
1: I mean, See?
0: hashtag that's
1: part of the show. Yes. Even though he's you know clearly. Th- he, he's now. He looks like he's even taller in this episode. <laughs> he's possible.
0: still growing. He he had like very he little. <laughs> you
1: can see him grow like a couple of inches every episode. Yeah,
0: he didn't have much to do in these two episodes. Uh, maybe that's why we're we're so um, you know bearish on them. Uh, neither did Felix really, other than getting arrested. He uh, he didn't have much to do. Looking. What looking about
1: what about Percy's odds? Hmm.
0: I think Percy is that like dark. He has that darkness to him that makes you feel like he could go out he's also just been packing on so much muscle
1: between seasons <laughs> like
0: they've had a couple of shirtless scenes with him in this in this I season know. and I'm just like dude you got shot and now you're like bigger than you were before I don't think yeah. that's how that works
1: no um I don't know I thought maybe they would take out both the the young lady's love interests so both oh. Percy and Mason can and- a
0: sister die
1: mm, possible possible
0: And if it is one of them, it will probably be hope because I think she is the more optimistic one. And that will be the wake up call for Iris to (laughs) unleash her true genius and use it for the powers of good.
1: Mm, So I think it's going to be all the adults and maybe the kids are are left to their own devices. Our original ragtag team.
0: Lord of the Flies, style.
1: Yep. I think dad's going to die. And I think ultimately it's going to be the kid's. So I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see if my prediction comes true. Okay. But I feel like Dr. Bennett is definitely he's he's out. He's out. He's out.
0: <laughs> Not before imparting imparting some of his wisdom, though, that will help the kids unlock uh, probably Lila's research and his like the fungus that makes them uh, deteriorate faster and turning off or slowing uh, reanimation. Uh, enough to make it less of a threat but yeah let's uh, let's talk let's see where we are uh, next time when we get back together
1: all right um, so yeah
0: hit us up on uh, Twitter at reanimated PCAST our email is reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com our show notes will be online at reanimatedpodcast.com and that's all I have to say about that
1: yeah and happy 2022 um, hope it's a good year for everybody and you know Already Um, shaping
0: up to be a great year for zombies.
1: It is a great year for zombies. So we have lots of stuff to talk about. And thanks as always for listening. Ciao. All righty. Bye.